I'm back, baby. Rejuvenated. I'm back. Took a couple weeks off from doing the solo pod. Uh, lost a little bit of interest, a little motivation. Still wanted to talk to guests, but didn't really want to stand or sit and and spew about my life for an hour. But uh, you, it's it's um, what I needed to do. Take a little time off, a couple weeks off, but I'm back. I'm rejuvenated, and uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. We got a good one. Go over a lot of things. We're talking Super Bowl, PGA Tour, running program that I have, changing gyms this week, Pete and I, as well as some additional stuff that we'll cover in this uh, this next couple of uh, minutes. So sit back, enjoy wherever you're listening, and um, here we go. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's Two Cents Worth, and I'm your host, Ryan DeFaber. Welcome to any new listeners out there, and uh, thank you for coming back, all of my consistent listeners. So this week, we're going to go over a few things. We have uh, my thoughts on the Super Bowl, PGA Tour, last couple of um, tournaments, switching gyms, so Pete and I switched gyms this week. Customer service, the good versus the bad. Why I want to talk about customer service. Uh, My shoulder therapy that I'm doing and dry needling, which I've never done before. I want to give you my thoughts on that. And then uh, a running program that I started a couple weeks ago and why I'm doing it and what I've liked about it as well as, um, you know, again, why am I doing it? What's the purpose? And all those things. So let's get right into it. So let's talk about the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, Patriots and Rams, the the potential of what could have been such a great Super Bowl, uh, an entertaining game for those that aren't fans of the Rams or the Patriots, a game that had this hype around it because of the controversy or supposed controversy of the Saints and Rams game and, you know, what were the Rams going to bring to the table or and they averaged 28 points per game, I think it was, in the playoffs. And So there was going to be scoring. And the Patriots, you know, can score. And the Rams are going to have a defense that was potentially going to get exposed by Tom Brady. All of these things that were going to happen. And what did we have? A big dump. A big... 3 nothing at halftime. Rams just... Three and out punt, three and out punt, three and out punt. Patriots, three and out punt, three and out punt. Just a miserable game. And I saw viewership was down again for the NFL this year because of uh, just because of the game. I don't know, you know, all the reasons why. Um, I have a an idea. Uh, in my opinion, my opinion on why viewership was down this is my two cents i don't think it has anything to do with the protest it might i don't think it has anything to do with that side of things in my own personal opinion one reason why i wasn't overly interested outside of just it's the super bowl you got to watch the super bowl as a sports fan and a football fan why i wasn't overly interested to watch the game because and patriot fans are going to hate it but 
people are tired of seeing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. So viewers aren't going to tune in, right? Like, I don't want to watch the Patriots play in every single Super Bowl. Whether they win or lose, I just don't want to see it anymore. It's just gotten become... And with any dynasty, right, like people eventually just want to see that dynasty basically come apart and not be what they've been for so many years. And and that's kind of my opinion, why I think some viewership has gone down the last couple of years, because people are just tired of seeing the Patriots play in the Super Bowl every year now. What is the NFL going to do about that? Nothing. What do you, you can't do anything about that. If you're the other teams, stop them from making it. You know? Figure out how they've been able to do it. Change your ways. I saw right after the Super Bowl, the Chiefs are a 6-1 to favorite to make it to the Super Bowl next year. Really? Because my favorite would be the Patriots would make it to the Super Bowl again. Because as far as I'm aware, nothing's going to change. Brady's coming back. Edelman's coming back. Maybe Gronk might retire. We've heard some rumors about that here and there. But he in, he's injured half the season every year anyways. But as far as I'm aware, if I'm Vegas and I'm putting my guess on who's going to make it to the Super Bowl, I'm going to put the New England Patriots. I'm going to put them as the highest odds, not the Chiefs. Not because Mahomes had a great year. Their defense is shit. It's garbage. And you saw that when the Patriots played them. Um, so, I, my opinion on why viewership was down is people are tired of watching the Patriots play. And, you know, I think it, it, it was almost this thought of when the Rams got in over the Saints, it was, well, the Patriots are going to win. And they did. They won a very boring game. I, I, the One of my favorite things about the game was when the Rams scored their three points and Tony Romo you know, can you imagine being an announcer and trying to keep people engaged in a game that basically was just underwhelming to say the least? But Roma, when the Rams scored the three points, he's like, We have points, people. <laughs> Stay tuned. We finally have some points. And then it just turns out to just not be anything uh, of any substance. And if you hear in the background two things, uh, what might be a muffled um, snoring, it's because my dog is. I'm not kidding, 10 feet from me, and his ass is snoring louder than I've ever heard him. And then on the other side of this room is my youngest son, Harrison's room, and he is screaming at the top of his lungs because he doesn't want to take a nap. Well, guess what, young buck? Lay down and go the hell to sleep, buddy, because it's nap time. And when you do that and you act like that, that means it's nap time. Nope, I can still hear him. All right. Uh, all right, so Super Bowl, uh, let me know your thoughts on it. I have to imagine everyone's opinion could be the same as mine, that it was a garbage game. Even my brother, uh, who's a huge Patriots fan, I texted him because his birthday was the day after, and I was like, congratulations on the win, even though it was absolutely atrocious to watch as a fan. And he was like, yeah, it wasn't the most exciting. So at least Patriot fans can admit that it wasn't a great game to to watch, even though their team did win. Um but I also like to know your opinion if uh, if you think I'm wrong on why viewership's down. You know, is it because people don't want to watch TV anymore and they want to watch streaming? Is it because of the protests? Is it because the Patriot? What do you think you're, it is on why people aren't uh, watching the Super Bowl as much as they have in the past? Uh, also, not to mention the commercials. When my team's not in it, what I like to do is see the commercials. Another big... <laughs> 
these commercials are getting worse and worse every year. They used to be so funny, and now that everyone's so triggered about everything, you know, you can't you can't get make a joke about anyone. I saw the Hyundai commercial that they made a joke about the vegan um uh vegan dinner party and then it, people got triggered by that and were tweeting and tagging Hyundai and stuff on oh look at my vegan spread shut up you know give me a fucking break it's a joke it's a joke take it easy my favorite was bud light i don't drink bud light i have a good friend thomas lee loves bud light probably loved the commercial that they got their order of corn syrup, but it's not theirs because they don't put corn syrup in their beer, but the Miller Castle does and the Coors Light Castle does, and they have to deliver it to them. Well, that also triggered something because Coors Light and Miller are owned by the same company. So their their CEO or chief marketing executive, whoever it was, came out and started tweeting again about why they use corn syrup and Da, 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 da. And then, of course, the Farmers of America came out and blasted Bud Light for, you know, hammering that corn syrup and how important corn is. Again, triggering more and more people. Outside of the farmers, I think it was fantastic that it got Miller Light and Coors, Miller Coors, one company, so upset that they had to rebuttal that. And it's just funny because it's like a call out. And I thought it was genius. I think it's funny that they did it. That was about my favorite commercial. Again, nothing really to write home about on the commercials. Usually some great stuff out there. Pretty funny stuff. Nope, not anymore. Doritos used to have some really good ones. Not anymore. A lot of the beer beer commercials were great, or used to be great. Not anymore. Bud Light was about the only one that did much of anything. Uh, so, overall, my opinion on the game and the whole broadcast and everything, outside of Tony Romo and Jim Nance... There wasn't really anything for me to write home about on that one. Not the most exciting in the world. Pretty crappy, to be honest with you. Um, PGA Tour. So last week, it was the what they call the, the People's Tournament, the, the Fans Tournament, where it's a Waste Management Open in Phoenix. And if you've never watched the PGA Tour or you're just uh, you're not an overall golf fan... I would highly suggest that the one time a year you watch that tournament. It is the one tournament where the fans basically take over and some of the rules and the etiquette of the game get thrown out the window. So the 16th hole is basically a huge uh, just tailgate for four to five days straight, Wednesday through Sunday, basically, and it is this dome that you walk into. Not a dome, sorry. It's this stadium arena that you walk into, and there's fans all around. It's a par three, and there's parties going, and people are yelling and screaming. They're drinking all day. It's a really cool and fun atmosphere to see on TV, and it's certainly on my bucket list to go and see that tournament one year just because of um, how cool it looks to uh, be a part of that and and be at that tournament and the fun and the parties that they have afterwards and the nightlife that goes on. I think it'd be something I, – I know it's something I would want to go and do and be a part of one year. But um, if you go and do yourself a favor, if you're a fan of the game or you're not a fan of the game, that be the one tournament you watch. Like Lindsay is a fan of golf, and she likes to watch it, and I'll have it on on the weekends. But she will sit and watch that tournament every year with me and and uh certainly as well as i talks about how she wants to go out there one year and be a part of that so i think that's pretty cool so um 
I would suggest check it out. Go check out videos on YouTube if you want to see like how crazy the 16th hole is. But <clears throat> overall, I thought it was a really good tournament. Um, Ricky Fowler won and rooting for Ricky. I think he's a good role model for kids. You know, Nolan was sitting there watching it with me, and um, it was right before the Super Bowl, the finishing round, so it was good to kind of have that lead up into the Super Bowl, and they made it, it, he made it very interesting. And, you know, he, he had this, he had this great game, this lead, and he just fell apart and then had to battle back in the last couple holes to get back into it. And I thought it was uh, a really good, um, I think he showed a lot of fortitude and I think that's something that if, again, if you're a fan of golf, one of the things that is always said about Ricky is that he's the most, a few years ago, he was rated by players in a unanimous poll as the most overrated player on tour. And he just doesn't, he's a really nice guy, but he doesn't have that killer instinct to go out and win. I think you saw that in this tournament, uh, last week so i think that's um it was great for ricky but it was cool to see from a uh parent and a fan of golf i like ricky i've followed him when he's played here in charlotte and just seeing how he plays and he interacts with the fans and you see the excitement of the kids stuff that golf needs from their players is the excitement of the youth to continue to grow the sport and to get it bigger so again i thought it was a great victory for him great victory for the tournament because he's come in second a few times. He's he's gone into the final round, I think, with the lead and just fell apart, and he did it again. But this time he was able to overcome some of those demons that he's had and, and that uh, potential lack of killer instinct and really kind of turn it on and, and finish strong. But good for the tournament, and then good for the PGA, and good for Ricky. It's a good confidence builder, and I think it's important for him as a player. So um, that was a good tournament to watch. I, I really enjoy it. And then they follow it up with the uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am, which I have right on right, I have on right now. And that's fun to watch, too, because you get to see all these celebrities play with uh, the pros. And some of these celebrities are real good. Tony talked about Tony Romo. He's playing in the tournament. And yesterday I was watching him play with Jim Furyk. So t- so today I'm recording on Saturday, so tomorrow will be Sunday. It would be the last round. But I'm watching Tony Romo play, and he birdied three holes while Furyk went, I think, even through those holes. And Tony playing better than a pro, and they had him on camera and everything. And he, he was playing really good. It was, he's a zero handicap, so he doesn't get any strokes. Excuse me. He doesn't get any strokes as a as a amateur, not even as a amateur. Yeah, not a pro. Duh, he's an amateur. Um, so that was kind of cool, but he has played on the PGA tour before he played in the Dominican Republic last year on their tournament. Um, so, I mean, he's a legit player and he plays with Spieth when, when he's in home in Dallas, cause that's where they both live. And I believe they're both members of the same course, Trinity golf club where, um, uh, the Byron Nelson is held. So obviously he's around a lot of golf now that he's not in the pros and he was always around golf, even when he was playing quarterback for the Cowboys. So, um, yeah. Right now, PGA Tour, it's going on, Pebble Beach, Pebble, great scenery, um, a good tournament, always fun to watch, and it's the host of the U.S. Open, so it's kind of cool to see how they're already shaping the course. Again, if you're into golf, you can kind of see it already. Pebble usually has a lot wider fairways, and they're already pinching the fairways in, you know, 20, 30 yards in on 
on these holes to accommodate for the U.S. Open. You know, U.S. Open has always been held as the hardest tournament of the four majors and, you know, really prides itself on, you know, if you're the the best, you know, sometimes we'll only win at like one or two under or even, or, you know, it's that hard of a tournament that these players even struggle to get under par. So it's kind of cool to see how Pebble was already setting up for that week and, and that's in the summer, June. So they'll have, that's the beginning of February. They'll have four plus four months or so still to uh, change the course as they need to. So it'll be interesting to see how it's set up in the U S open, but uh, it's a fun tournament to watch. And that's what I got on the TV right now while I'm talking to you all. All right, let's get into something else now. And we're going to keep moving quickly. This might be a half hour, might be a little longer than that, because I don't have a lot to discuss. I really don't want to get into what I used to do, where I would just lay out my entire week for you. Um, I'd rather just focus on a couple things that I find interesting and uh, give my two cents on it. So that's what I'm going to do. Switching gyms. So for the last two years, Pete and I have been members of this gym. And if you follow me on Instagram and you're a friend of mine, you know it's Fitness Connection here in Charlotte, and uh, I don't really care if anyone that's a member there is listening to it because, or works there, it doesn't really bother me, not my gym, um, and this is just my opinion on it, but uh, really over the last year or so, it has just, it has not gotten the attention I think it needs from um, dealing with competition, and I also think that uh, they haven't really done a good job from a staffing perspective to really care too much about what the consumer, the customer actually think. And uh, that's pretty disappointing and, and a little annoying. So this week, Pete and I decided to change gyms. Crunch Fitness opened right down the road from our houses and it's the same price as Fitness Connection. It's brand new. And we walked in there on Tuesday and I told Lindsay when I came home from the gym, I was like, I just feel like so much better. Like I was so much more motivated. I was just feeling better throughout the workout and it's, it has sustained this whole week. It's just like this change of environment of everything was clean. We walked in on Tuesday and the staff was picking up the weights. And if you know anything and you've listened to anything that I've said about, uh, the gym in recent and past or past podcasts, it is it drives me absolutely fucking insane when people don't re-rack their weights. You know, it's like this, it's this entitlement bullshit idea of, well, you know, fuck off. I took them off. I used them, but I'm too good to put them away. No, this isn't your fucking house where you live with your mom. You fucking loser. Put your shit back where you found it. That's just fucking, you know, common knowledge. And it's also just polite and what a fucking decent human being should do. So we walk in and in fitness connection every single morning, we would spend 10 to 15 minutes cleaning up everyone else's shit that they left from the night before. And the staff never fucking cleaned up anything. And you'd always ask them and you'd find out from like the trainers like, oh, yeah, well, no, it's supposed to be the staff that's supposed to kind of go around and clean up here and there. The place was a fucking disaster every time we'd walk in there. So we walk in on Tuesday to crunch. And now granted, it's it's new and maybe things will will change or they might go through new management or whatever and and in that case you know pete and i will reassess obviously the gym as well but we watched their staff cleaning up the weights making sure everything was in the right place and we even told them we said you know we hadn't seen this in a while 
And it was just a nice thing to see. And the guy was like, yeah, you know, I used to play football in college and I know the rules of the gym. He's like, and I hate the fact that people don't re-rack their weights and you want to have a clean gym. And if you take something, you put it back where you found it. You know, you learn that as a kid. And it's like, he's saying all these things and we're like, wow, okay, this is, this is nice. And it just gave us that rejuvenated spirit. And, um, this week's workouts have been great and it was fun. Again, it was enjoyable to get up and go to the gym, and it wasn't this mundane type thing that you just do because you know that your workout partner is going to be there as well, so you can't let him down. It was more of like, no, I want to go because I want to get a good workout, and I even texted Pete on Friday, and I was like, man, uh, like mid-morning, I was like, dude, I almost want to work out again after work today, and I'm like, I, just because I want to go. So instead, we, we went this morning, Saturday morning, and did a uh, just a freestyle workout. We didn't go off of our program. Um, it wasn't a scheduled workout, so we just kind of did a lot of lightweight stuff, but got a nice full body workout in, built up a little bit of a sweat, but it was just nice. And, um, I, I hope that that continues and that for me, you know, from a motivation perspective, it always helps to go into the gym and not be, um, fully there or not want to be there. It was, it's always important to me to want to go there and have some type of goal in mind. And that goal is to just get through the workout, but to do it in a way that it feels good. Your body feels good. Your mind feels good. And afterward you go, that, that was what I needed to start my day off because that's how we do. We work out in the morning. So that's how our day always starts off. But, um, yeah, just very impressed with Crunch, impressed with the staff, very friendly, and I hope that continues there because I do like the gym. I like the the machines that they have and, and everything, and again, I put a video out on my Instagram if you go back and look at it. Just a quick pan of the gym. Really nice. It's bright. It's clean. It's what I want. It's what I want in a gym. I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not somebody that likes the grimy, you know, worn down gym. That's just not my style personally and so you know for others it might be but it it was just really getting on my last nerve going into our previous gym and dealing with that every single morning and watching others deal with it because nothing was ever put back and the staff was just basically as unfriendly as they could be the people at the front desk barely look up at you when you walk in um you know, my wife was a member there too, and she went in. And she was like, you know, I'd like to cancel, and they bear—they don't even ask why she wanted to cancel. They just were like, you can't do it here. You have to go online. Like that was their answer to her. I'm like, dude, you people need to fucking figure it out because that is not how you treat your customer. You need to want you—you want to know why they're leaving. You want to—you want to see if you can keep them and figure out what what was it that turned them. And for me, it was. For two years, every couple months, we'd get a survey sent to us in, in email. Hey, can you fill out the survey about the gym? And every time I fill it out, and every time I talk about the cleanliness of the gym, I talk about the cleanliness of the sauna and how basically I feel like I'm going to get a staph infection every time I go in that damn thing and how it's never cleaned out and it's disgusting and it's broken and that all these other gyms are opening in Charlotte. Just in this area where I live, you have two YMCAs you can go to. There are three CrossFit gyms. There's a Lifetime Fitness. There's a Crunch Fitness. There is a Nine Round. There's Cycling. There's all these gyms within this five-mile radius. There's Boot Camp. There's Orange Theory. All of these options. And their amenities are garbage compared to the rest of these gyms. And I, and I said it in the nicest way I could. I was like, hey, I, I'm a member here. But 
with all these other gyms and all these other options, you know, the amenities sometimes here are lacking. And therefore, I would just wonder, you know, what what your plan is. And, you know, i.e. the sauna, I personally opinion would be that you should invest in getting a new sauna or cleaning it and really, you know, refreshing it. And the response I got was maybe three weeks later from somebody, supposedly someone that worked in the Charlotte gym. And it was basically, yep, we'll clean the sauna. And uh, sometimes equipment takes longer to uh, get fixed. And sometimes it can take a couple months. So thanks for your patience. Basically, it was an, an email back of, hey, I know you have an opinion and I appreciate that, and you're the person that uses this stuff, but basically, we're not going to change anything, you can go fuck yourself. It's kind of how I felt it was, because for two years, I've gotten the same response about the sauna. Yep, we're going to clean the sauna every single day. And in two years, I think I've seen that sauna cleaned twice or three times. It's fucking disgusting, and it's an embarrassment, and um, you know, best of luck to them. They apparently don't need me as a member, or Pete, or my wife, and that's fine. But it was kind of funny how um, on Tuesday was our first day at, at Crunch Fitness. We walk in and we're the first people there because that's just how Pete and I are. And um, we're, uh, we're, we're working out and through the door, Fitness Connection people. Up, oh, through the door, more Fitness Connection people. Up, oh, through the door, more Fitness Connection people. And then when we're leaving, it was basically the gym was 80% of people from Fitness Connection we used to work out with. And it's all the same uh, conversation with them. You know, why'd you leave? That's eh, dirty. It's, it's, yeah, it wasn't, it's not that great. Uh, it's not kept up well. And, um, when Lindsay moved over there, cause she, she joined a couple days before Pete and I, the guy who showed her around was said, basically, you know, Hey, where are you coming from? What gym? And she's like, oh, fitness connection. And his response was, so is everybody else. So, you know, I told him in the survey, I said, if you don't fix your amenities and update some stuff, you will have an exodus of people that are going to go because it's the same price. Crunch Fitness is the same price and it's new and there's stuff there that is clean. And I mean, what else can I say? And, and it just brought me to this point of customer service. And I, I, you know, I buy a lot of things and I deal with customer service and I'm in an industry where I have clients to where I have to provide customer service back to them you know, and vice versa for their clients. And it's just, uh, and anybody does, right? I mean, it's just, it's what you do for, for anything, you know, your job is going to have some customer service type aspects to it and what you, what you deal with and, you know, buying clothes, going to target, buying stuff for your house, furniture, buying things online, anything like that in particular, you know, it, there's always an aspect of customer service around it. And that, that kind of triggered me a little bit about, you know, what is this company doing to address their customer service? Because it was terrible. The response to the survey, how they repl- how they basically reply to Lindsay as she walks in the door to say, hey, I'm here to cancel. You can't do it here. You have to do it online. Here, here are the steps. And she, like, wrote it out on a piece of paper for her. It's like, wow, okay. Yeah, way to, I don't know. It was, it was just terrible. So... Uh, any, anybody that owns companies out there, you know, I'll tell you, customer service is important. Uh, and you, you know that. And, uh, unfortunately this company doesn't know that. 
uh, or their employees don't, and they need to address that immediately because it was uh, pretty embarrassing for them. Uh, and, and that's all I'm going to say on that. You know, whatever. There's plenty of really good companies I've dealt with that have great customer service. Um, and, you know, and I highly suggest them to you all if you like uh, unique golf apparel and uh, accessories. Origin Golf out of Oregon. Great customer service on top of things, really in, close to their customers, uh, answering questions quickly. Had great experience with them. Um, buying suits. So buying suits for work, I'll buy some offline and then get them um, altered when they show up. But Combat Gent, CombatGent.com. I'm not sponsored by any of these people, but I'm just thinking of places that, that I've just dealt with customer service here recently. Um, great customer service. Quick to reply, help you through the process, et cetera. Fantastic. Um, so those are just a, a couple. Rowback, if you'd like some nice golf polos, um, or you're a little preppy, when, and sometimes I can get my preppy streak on, go to Rowback, R-O-R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. Uh, really good shirts. I got a couple of them, but customer service. Again, I spoke directly to the owner of the company on a pullover that I bought and I wanted it in a certain color and they didn't have it. And then she replied back to me. She's like, I actually found one. Here's the size. I'm going to send it to you. And it was just like really nice interaction and probably some of the best customer service I've had. So great. There's great companies out there that, that have that crunch fitness, go there. Good customer service. The people are friendly. They welcome you when you come into the gym. My previous gym, not so much. So I just don't like dealing with people that have bad customer service, and I'm going to talk about it on here. And it might not mean anything, but at the same time, there's people talking about it, and that's that's not good. All right, so we're talking about the gym. We're talking about feeling good and getting workouts in. So last couple months, and I'll tell you, this has been going on in my life since I was a senior in high school, and I can, probably, I can tell you the game that it happened. I can't tell you which inning, but I can tell you the game it happened. I have had my left shoulder pain and I, it was, uh, we were playing a night game in Miami in my senior year of high school and I had pitched a complete game in the afternoon game. So we were playing a day night double header, but against two different schools. This one was against Westminster Academy. We we're playing Westminster Academy, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, one of those two cities. And, uh, there was a ball hit in the gap. I played center field, when I didn't pitch and, uh, I threw a ball in and I just felt my shoulder hurt. And I was like, Oh man, pitched all through college with the same pain. It would come and go here and there. And then I didn't play anymore. And then playing adult league softball, my arm, every time I throw the ball, it hurts. And it would, you know, get numb every once in a while. I'm like, whatever, I'm getting older. I don't really care. So I'm now 34 years old. And, uh, the last couple months in the gym, just so much pain. It wasn't, it didn't, I, I would always say like there's a difference between being hurt and being injured. And I finally felt like I was finally injured and not hurt because it wasn't getting any better. Usually in the past, this pain would always go away and kind of disappear for a couple months or so. And I'd be like, all right, it's fine. No big deal. So finally I, I, my stubbornness, uh, I pushed to the side and Lindsay's been going to physical therapy for her foot. She hasn't been able to run in the last basically now almost a year and a half and it's killing her by the way but um that's for another conversation so she's like go to my physical therapist they she can help you with your shoulder she'll at least 
trigger what's wrong with it for you and you can you can decide then if you want to keep going so two weeks ago i started going to see this therapist katie katie edwards with fight back um hold on fight back performance and treatment i think it is uh her and her business partner are going to come on the podcast and talk about their business so i want you guys to tune into that because uh, it, it after one week i felt better um so she uh, i'm pulling up Fight back, oh, sorry. Fight back Performance and Recovery is the name of their company. Uh, and they're going to come on. They're going to talk about the whole, all their aspects of the company, the purpose of it, the name, why they're doing it, where they are. Uh, they have people that do cancer uh, patient therapy, people that have battled through cancer and, and physical therapy for that, which I didn't know existed, but they have actual certified um, therapists for that. So it's pretty cool, really cool concept. I'm not going to go into too much detail with that because I don't want to say anything that's wrong before they come on. But anyways, I've been going for the last couple weeks. And if you also follow me on Instagram, you'll see I put a story up a couple weeks ago about, or no, this past week about dry needling. So Lindsay had told me for the last couple weeks that she'd been going, she's like, oh, I've been doing getting dry needling. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I don't really know what dry needling is. But she's like, oh, it feels weird. It's this painful thing, but it supposedly opens up your blood flow and your muscles and da-da-da-da. And I'm like, okay. So I go to Katie and, uh, you know, the first session, and she's kind of assessing my shoulder and everything. And come to find out it is the small muscle of my rotator cuff. And in her words, she's like, it's pissed. This muscle's pissed. And I'm like, okay. She's like, whether there was tears in it before or whatever, she's like, obviously there's probably scar tissue back in there because I've never had surgery. I've never sat out games, nothing. I've never been injured. So this is where I'm quoting, you know, air quotes. I feel like I, I was injured over the last couple of months. So she's like, it's pissed. And it's, and other muscles in your shoulder all the way in my pec have been compensating over the years to help this muscle because it, it hurts. So, um, she has been doing dry needling and the first session, it wasn't so bad. And it was like, it feels like a tiny little pinch, a tiny little pinch. And then your muscle twitches a little bit. And she's like, Oh, do you feel, I'm like, no, not really. And she's like, Oh wow. You have a high threshold of pain. And she's like, I need longer needles. Cause I need to get all the way down to the bone. And I was like, Oh fuck me. Okay. All right. Let's see what this feels like. So she did a couple more and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's how it's supposed to feel. And these needles, it looks like it, it, so think of acupuncture, right? So I've had acupuncture before. It barely pinches the skin and you're fine and whatnot. And it, you, know, you, you, you touch them to get the whatever, I don't know, I'm using terminology I have no idea about. Um, so she's doing dry needling. And this goes supposedly all the way down to the bone. So she goes and gets longer needles and they're thin. I mean, you look at them, it doesn't seem like much, but when she actually gets to these points to where your muscle, she's getting deep bound in the deep into the muscle that you can't get to with just like normal massage or anything like that. So she's doing that and it is wild. It is a wild sensation and I'm sweating <laughs> and I'm laying down on this table and I'm sweating out of my shirt on and like get up and I'm like sticking to it because she's getting the back of my shoulder. And so this week she did the front, my pec, 
and and it's my left pec so it's where your heart is and i was like what a weird sensation that is now it had nothing to do with my heart but like the my muscles are twitching in my pec and she's getting down basically to like my ribs and it it is just a wild thing i'm gonna have her take a picture of it this week so i can actually show how many needles it feels like she's got like 15 needles in my back uh, it's, it's a wild, wild thing. I've never had a sensation like that whatsoever. It doesn't feel great during the process. It does not feel great. And like, after I was done with this second week, she was like, she told me straight up, she's like, I went easy with you on the first week. Cause I wanted you to come back because sometimes when you go too hard with people on dry needling, they don't want to ever come back. And I was like, all right, but I'm telling you, my shoulder is feeling better already. Felt better after the first session. And, and hopefully by this Tuesday, when I go again, it'll feel even better. So, um, it was really cool to do that. I don't know if that's cool is the right word. Interesting, very interesting sensation, an interesting, um, process of therapy, physical therapy. So I thought it was, it's, yeah, it's cool. It's kind of cool. It's a weird thing. And it sometimes some of them hurt because it, it makes your muscles like achy because it's really releasing a lot of the stress that's being put on your muscles. So I'm trying to heal my shoulder back. She's getting me some exercises to do before I get to work out. I don't have to change my workouts, which are great. Uh, I might have to go lighter weight on certain stuff. So I don't, you know, piss this thing off, but you know, really happy about the fact that I get to, uh, still work out and not have to deal with, um, uh, you know, starting all over and at the same time getting to, to rehab this thing. I am going to, I'm looking down at my recorder and it, it's showing me that I'm running low on batteries here. Um, fucking, I'm going to try and finish it up. All right. So the last thing I want to talk about is running. So again, I've been putting stuff on my Instagram about running. And if you know me, I'm not a huge runner, but Lindsay being a runner, I, I do try and run as much as I could because it was just a nice thing for us to go and do run a couple miles after work if we hadn't gotten the kids yet or um, on vacation, anything like that. And I know it's crazy to say, oh, we go run on vacation, which we do. I like to go on a run and stay at least a little healthy for, you know, countering all the bad decisions I make with alcohol and food on vacation. But I started a eight-week, what is a 10K running program. And it's kind of nice because I don't have to run every day. But at the same time, I'm getting cardio in. So my workouts in the morning, I don't have, they don't have cardio included in them. So it's all strictly lifting. And so my goal is to get down to around 185. Um, that's what I want. I want to be 185 with good muscle mass and tone and actually have some good cardiovascular. So I've been doing an eight-week program. I'm only into second full week. So I still have six weeks to go. Uh, and then from there I'll, I'll build up again and, and probably go to a higher level of another eight week program to train for a 10 K, which I'm, I don't have a 10 K planned. I'm not planning on running a 10 K, maybe not until spring, but, um, it's nice to have something that's holding me accountable. So it's on the calendar in my kitchen every single day of what I have to do. And, and it's running, it's two days of rest three days of running and then two days of cross training where you can do bike walk, but it's light. So it's nice, but it's long. So like this week, my two cross trainings were a 30 minute cross train and a 40 minute cross train. And for those days, I'll just do those at the gym. I'll put the, um, treadmill on 3.5, 
uh, speed and on a 10 incline and I'll go. And then this week it's a 40 and a 50 minute. So hopefully there's some good stuff on TV. If not, I'm going to be using my phone to, to look at YouTube. But, um, for anybody out there that, and it has helped. I have lost six pounds already, so that's a good thing. Um, I was at 193, 192. So I have seven pounds still to lose to get to my my initial goal of 185, and then we'll see where I'm at from there. Um, and you can see it in my face. It's where I hold a lot of my fat, and in my, my lower belly is where I hold a lot of fat too. So um, I'm seeing improvements there as well and just looking thinner and leaner and and just feel better about myself. And that's, that's another reason why I'm doing it. I just want to feel a little better about myself. You know, like I mentioned to start the podcast, um, I was a, uh, a little unmotivated, you know, I wasn't feeling it doing the solo podcast, not talking. I don't really want to like lay out my week for everybody anymore. Just kind of lost a little bit of motivation and, and, uh, excitement of what I was doing here and why I was doing it. And I talked to a couple friends, uh, some avid listeners around, you know, what I thought maybe I'm, I'm going to do to change it up. And, and we're not going to be solely sports and fitness, um, uh, focused anymore. We're going to talk about all types of things. Like I talked about earlier on customer service, things like that. We'll, we're going to try and lock down some topics anytime I do a solo one, or even when I have guests on the guests don't have to be focused around fitness and sports anymore. So we're going to be moving on from that and be focused more on everyday type of stuff. You know, people, you know, why I feel like they're interesting, why I feel like they have great stories to talk about and and some of it and probably a lot of it will still be around fitness and sports, but it's now just going to be a broad conversation just as this is today. But, uh, I, I, I was just, uh, losing a little motivation and, and feeling down about myself and with just everything that's going on with my life in general, you know, nothing bad by any means, but kind of just coming into the new year, you lost, I've lost a little bit of the excitement of the new year. And now we're into February and I'm, and I'm gaining that excitement back again. Just had about a two week, three week lull of just like, all right, kind of going through the motions again and, and nothing's really changed from the year before or anything like that. And so what can I do to change that? Well, I'm not a big fan of running. I don't really like running in the cold. Why don't you do that and see what happens? Okay. And so that's what I started doing and I've been enjoying it today. I ran three and a half miles, the longest run I've gone on in a long time. And it was nice. 27 minutes, 24 seconds. I got it done in and I felt good and I'm enjoying the pace and my feet don't hurt and the shoes that I'm wearing are good. I go with Nike Pegasus, uh, Project Oregon. Check that out. Check out Project Oregon. It's kind of cool. My, my, um, my shoe has a skull and duck wings on it, uh, which are kind of cool. Um, just a little logo. That's their logo. Project Oregon by Nike. So anyways, that's uh, why I'm doing it. Just trying to get motivated again, lose some weight, look better, feel better. My diet's changed completely. I don't drink during the week. I'm just feeling overall better, better about myself. And um, yeah, so that's where I'm at. I hope you guys enjoyed it this week. Again, I'm back. I'm excited. I'm, I, I've got that rejuvenation again. And um, keep listening. Keep letting me know your thoughts on the podcast. And if there's anything you want to hear, any topics, I can certainly discuss them and give you my two cents on it. So have a great week. Go at it strong. I'm proud of you. You should be proud of me. You don't have to be, but you should be. All right. I appreciate everybody. Thank you. Bye.